copyrighted program created by Rio Grande. Welcome to police calling all cars. Attention all cars. Broadcast 180. Got a hold up at the Unionized Company. Hold up going on now. Hurry over. Rolls and clips. Grande sales figures show that careful buyers during these last years have chosen wisely between the claims and the facts in gasoline advertising. Rio Grande's invitation to you is sincere, logical, and true. And the facts are as simple as one, two, three. First, cracking is the most modern scientific method of refining the highest grade of gasoline. Remember that, for on this fact, oil men universally agree. Rio Grande cracked gasoline is refined by the process used and developed by the Sinclair Refining Company, the world's largest independent oil company whose products are sold in 45 nations. But in the West, only Rio Grande cracked gasoline can be refined by this process. Rio Grande cracked gasoline is a patented, exclusive product that you can buy only through independent Rio Grande dealers. Second, as evidence of this fact, we refer you to the best judges of gasoline, those to whom the finest gasoline is an absolute necessity, the drivers and buyers of gasoline for police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and emergency equipment. They drove 55 million miles last year with Rio Grande cracked gasoline. Who knows more about stopping and starting, idling in traffic, driving long economical miles, and the sudden bursts of racing, flashing speed? Remember this. More police cars, fire engines, ambulances, and other emergency equipment are powered by Rio Grande cracked gasoline than any other brand. And third, we call this police car performance, for that's exactly what it is, and that's exactly what you get when you buy Rio Grande cracked gasoline from your independent Rio Grande dealer. And tomorrow, when you buy gasoline, get your money's worth. Get the finest gasoline that money can buy. Get police car performance. With Rio Grande Crash. Tonight we are privileged to present Major Edmund L. Green of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office. Major Green. Good evening. Nearly every man, woman, and child of thinking age in this country, crime conscious as it is, has a cure all for crime. No theoretical remedy exists which will clear up the crime situation in this country overnight. Since no cure has been found to be successful, the only other remedy seems to be either speedy apprehension of criminals or else prevention of the crime. The suggestion for the prevention of crime has been build more and stronger prisons. But even this has not lessened the urge on the part of some men to profit at the expense of others. In our story tonight, we have a narrative of a crime that was prevented. Through the crime was attempted, and in the attempt, three men met their death. But the fearless work of the law enforcement officers at the scene prevented another successful holdup. Through one single misstep, four men learned that crime does not pay. But the show is ready. I'll be with you again at the end of the program.
was almost closing time in the Oxnard office of the Union Ice Company. The bookkeeper had just completed his daily check with the last driver when four men entered the office in the street entrance. Rich, where the ceiling are you? What is this? Who are you? Never mind, this is a stick-up. Keep your mitts in the air and we won't hurt you. Oh, yes? Get that money, Lefty. Yeah, keep your skirt on. Don't you see I'm getting it? Don't get tough with me. Go on. Get them over. Are you too much stuff arguing? You're going to keep shooting your mouth off till we get our nets in the sling. Yeah. You ain't no clam yourself. Say, could I take my hands down now? This is awfully tiresome. Not half as tiresome as a coffin. Go on, go on. Keep him up. Yeah, he's all right, Hoppy. He can't pull anything. I got him covered. Get him down, kid. Oh, gee, thanks. Boy, that still puts a crimp in your arm, doesn't it? Shut up. Don't get so slow or have to slug you. Yes. How about it, Lefty? How much you got? Yeah, about three feet. What? All this trouble for 300 a buck? I told you this joint wasn't no good on Thursday. Ah, shut up. Come on, let's go. You think we ought to bump this guy off? Yeah, it's a good idea. You want a duck? No. You take care of it. Okay. Hey, wait a minute, Huffy. We're in deep enough now. Take it easy. What's the matter with you? You going to stop? No, I ain't soft, but it's sick of one thing and chopping the guy's another. What do you want to do? Leave him here to give a load to the coppers on our look? Oh, I'll keep quiet, Mr. Honest, I will. Yeah. The only guy that ever keeps it quiet is a dead one. Oh, no, I'll give you my word. I, I won't tell anybody. Yeah, come on, Huffy. No use puppet this kid off. Let's win. Okay. Well, look. I'm a letting you go, see? But I still think I'm a sap. Oh, no, sir. You're not. I'll keep quiet. Yeah, you'll keep quiet. Because if you don't, it's just going to be too bad. Remember, I'm telling you. Are you going to spend the night with this boy? Come on. Give your shirt on. Come on, let's go. Next day, at almost the same time in the evening, three men walk into the Glendale plant of the ice company. This time a lookout is posted at the door. Okay, pal, go on, get him up. Uh, you heard me grab ass. In case you don't know, these are guns we're pointing at, you see. This is known as a stick-up. Oh. Come on, come on, dumb guy, get him up ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the cash, Lefty. Yeah, what's the matter with you? Just come along and keep that guy out. Yeah, come on, get that stuff out of here. Ah, what's the matter? You're getting awful jumpy lately. What's wrong with you? Uh, nothing's wrong with me. We're pulling these jobs too fast, that's all. Ah, don't you like ice houses? Dig around. We'll make it a hotter for you. It's going to be hot for you if you don't watch that bigger drinker. Stop trying to tell me how to do this job. I'm on this mob, see? Yeah, that's what you keep saying, but you don't seem to make them sick. Yeah? Well, why don't you try putting out? All set. Okay, take a look outside and see if it's clear. It's okay. Now, listen to me, dumb guy. You stay right where you are for 15 minutes, see? Oh, yes, sir. And if you bet an eyelash, I'll come back and blow up the lot. About a week later, T.H. Fry, General Superintendent of the Union Ice Company's office at 666 South Alameda Street in Los Angeles, hears the entrance to his plant when he sees a man come out of the door carrying a 25-pound piece of ice. Paying no particular attention to the man, he's about to walk on when he sees the man stop beside an alley and quickly toss the ice aside, using the end of the office. Hmm, that's strange. Never saw a fellow throw away a chunk of ice like that. Oh, Pop, come here a minute. Pop, did you see a tall man buying a piece of ice just now? A uh, fellow that's kind of standing here? Uh, yes, uh, that's the man. Yeah, I saw the myself. Notice anything peculiar about him? Well, he's been in here in time or two before. Matter of fact, he came in yesterday, pretending to get a drink over there at the fountain. What do you mean, pretending? Just put his face down, didn't even wet his lips. 
Sort of waved his eyes around like a crab looking around a rock for a dead fish. Do you think he was looking the place over for some uh, particular purpose? I wouldn't pay much attention to it, except he, almost as soon as he left another fellow come in, I did the same thing. That settles it. Remember that hold up in Glendale last month? Yeah. The men did the same thing over there. What are you going to do? I'm going over to see Bill Traeger about it. Why, Sheriff Traeger? I've known him ever since he was a young fellow. You'll be able to give me the right kind of advice. Uh, you keep an eye on things till I get back. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, I think I'll phone him first. <laughs> Try to see yourself. Sudden, come in. Good morning, Bill. Well, what's this you were telling me over the phone? Sorry I had to cut you off, but we don't like to get much dope over the phone. Never can tell who's listening in. Is that so? That switchboard girl. Some damn things have a way of leaking out when we least expect it, and we like to be protected. Well, uh, this morning when I was coming in to the office, I noticed a man just leaving a plank with a small piece of ice. I'd say 25 pounds. And I just happened to look back at him before I went inside, and I saw him put the piece of ice up an alley. Just like that. He didn't just set it down on the walk? No, he just slipped it down the alley like he would a bowling ball or something. Hmm, that's been a pretty strong fellow. What did he look like? He was not so tall. I'd say about five, eight or nine. He was pretty husky, though. Was he light or dark? He was very dark. Almost to foreign-looking. Uh, one of the meanest-looking men I ever saw. Sounds like a fellow we know is a hophead. Uh, that's a name that would fit him, all right. Ever seen him before? No, but one of the boys at the Glendale plant said that one of the men who held up the office last month looked like that. Might be the same man. There was a short, dark man involved in the Oxnard plant to hold up, you remember? Yes, that's so. This is beginning to look suspicious. Have you noticed anything else unusual going on around the plant lately? As a matter of fact, I have. I noticed a tall fellow who came in yesterday and pretended to get a drink of water, but he didn't. Didn't what? Uh, he didn't drink. I just put his face down over the fountain and didn't even wet his lips. That's funny. Notice anything else? Well, Pop Comfort said the same fellow that bought the ice this morning came in yesterday and did the same thing. Hmm, somebody's evidently staking the place for a holdup. Yes, I hope not. Just about one more holdup and the insurance company's going to cancel our policy. Uh, what day are your receipts the largest in the ice business? Tuesday is the day when we have the most money in the office. And today is Tuesday, huh? Uh-huh. Well, they'll probably make a try for it tonight. What are we going to do? Now, don't worry. We'll take care of this. Did you report this to the police department? Oh, no, I thought maybe you could help me. After all, Bill, we've been friends for years. Oh, that's not it. I just asked for information. It's okay. I'll send a couple of the boys down to look the place over. I want you to stay out of this, though. You ring, sir? Yes. Ask Sensland and Moody to step in here a minute, please. Yes, sir. These men are two of the best men in the department. They'll go down and keep an eye on the office till this blows over, or till we catch the crook. Come in. Mr. Fry, Inspector Sensland and Inspector Moody. Oh, how, how do you do? Boys, Mr. Fry here is having a little excitement down at the Union Ice Company plant on Alameda Street. I want you to go over there, look the place over, and see if you think we can fix these crooks up if they try to start anything at all. I can help a lot, Bill. Oh, no, you won't. You'll stay out of it. I know how well you handle a gun and all that, but this job is going to be dangerous. We don't want any innocent bystanders getting hurt. Well, uh, we can't just walk out and leave the office vacant waiting for them to come in. No, that's right, we can't. Got anybody over there you can trust to let in on our little plan? We might tell Pop Comfort. No, 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 I don't think he do. He'd be worse than you would about getting into trouble. No, we've got to have somebody who's calm, who won't get excited and start trouble. Well, uh, let's see. Oh, I know, just the man. 
Earl, my bookkeeper. Well, at least he looks like the logical man to have hanging around an office late at night. You think they'll try to do it at night? I figure they'll try to do the job just about closing time. Try? You explain all this to your bookkeeper and see that he does exactly as he told. This may be a tough gang we're looking for. We thought it best to have one of the employees in on our plan rather than Mr. Fry here. Is it going to be shooting and everything? That's hard to say. Not even sure there's going to be a pickup. We're pretty certain that this is the same bunch of hell at the Glendale plant and the Oxnard plant. Look, why can't I stick around? No, Mr. Fry. We want you to stay away. We get paid to be shot at. I'd like to get just one shot at those bandits. Well, they're not bandits yet, Mr. Fry. At least we're not sure they mean to be bandits here. I've heard voices out of the hour and hour. Don't get worked up over this thing. Just, just take it easy. He's right. Listen. Jasmine, Hop, 
Tall fella, slightly bald, older man. Yeah, I'd say about 45. A younger fella and a young kid. I'd say 18 or 19. Well, that's the trouble with gangs like that. There's always a youngster mixed up with a bunch of hardened criminals. Well, there's not much we can do about that. If he gets in with that sort of mob, he'll have to take the consequences. Well, no question about that. Only if you can get by without anybody getting hurt, do it. I think we'd better take a couple of the boys with us again tomorrow. We'll need somebody out in front of the lookout. We'll need somebody in the engine room. Let us know if they start in that way. We'll take all the men you need. But why are the men on the street? That may tip them off. Uh, we can't see the Alameda Seaside. Fire's office. Opens on the side street. Bookkeeper's the only one who has access to the Alameda Seaside. Has anybody a habit of hanging out in the main office? During the day, the usual office force is there, but we figure the gang will wait till everybody goes home before they try to knock over the place. And if there's any shooting to be done, do it first. The only thing that worries me is the bookkeeper. He's sort of excited over this thing. I'm afraid you'll pull some stunt that'll upset the apple cart. Well, if you think he'll get in your way, let's send him home. I'm leery of it myself. Uh, I think the kid's all right. Yeah? He's actually beat up over this thing, but he'll settle down before the fireworks start. <laughs> afternoon of the following day, Stensler and Moody check in with Sheriff Treasure before going to the ice company plant. Have you decided on the men to take with you tonight? We're taking Harry Wright and Charlie Cadlin. They're going to stay outside. We decided to put them in that old barn across the street from the ice company. At the other side there. Isn't that on the other side of the railroad? Yes, it is the best place for them. Well, while you boys were out, Harry Wright was in and reported that he'd received a tip on this job. Got any names? Yes. Louis Rice, known as Lefty Louis, wanted by New York and Chicago police for bank robbery and holdup. Ed Merton, and incidentally, Merton's out on $10,000 bail right now. <laughs> He's wanted in a half dozen places for robbery. He's also listed in the records as using the name of Mullen. Yeah, I remember him. We brought him in once before, next to that carbine job, you remember? Isn't he the same one as running around with Guilty? Is that the guy? Sure. Say, Guilty must be the hawk. Looks like you boys are in for a little plane and fancy roundup of some Genfield Cook. Well, we're ready for them. We'll be looking down this road. Better be sure. They'll probably be throwing lead all over the place. Well, we're not in the habit of taking chances, you know that, Chief. Well, there may be a little bit of, well, for the want of a better term, curiosity as to why we're handling this case in this office. But after what Harry told me today, it seems that it belongs here, and as much as it's the same gang we are after on the car barn job, and on the Glendale plan of Fry's Ice Company. Well, we better be getting on the job. It's getting late. What time do you figure they'll stick their neck on the trap? Sometime between 6 and 9. There's a freight train due along there about 6.30. About a switching's done along about 9. They'll hire sometime about then if they miss the 6.30. Well, better pick up Harry and Charlie and get down to the plant. Fry will be worried to death if you get there. Say, I'll bet that little bookkeeper wouldn't miss working tonight if they gave him the plan. Yeah, I'd feel a lot better if that kid weren't going to be there. Oh, he'll be all right if he just keeps out of the way and keeps quiet. Yeah, that's easy to say. But did you ever try to dodge a load of bucks, sir? Not yet. Never can tell when I'll have to start, though. Oh, Denson and Moody, together with three other officers, went back to the plant. As they had planned, Harry Wright and Charlie Clappin were stationed in a deserted barn across the street from the plant. Only Superintendent Fry and the bookkeeper knew of the prospective robbery. Late that afternoon, a driver is checking in with the bookkeeper. I'm telling you, them birds look nasty to me. Why, they've been around this block at least ten times since five o'clock. Well, you're just imagining things. It's probably some car that looks like the first one you saw. Listen, I might mistake the car, but I wouldn't mistake that guy that's driving why, that's the meanest-looking bird I ever saw. What does he look like? He's about my size, I reckon. Real dark. Got a double beard, too. 
And, boy, did she look like he'd beat his own mother. What did the others look like? Well, one's an older man. I'd say about Pop Crumpus' age. The other two are just young fellas, but they're all plenty tough. You're seeing things, Pat. There couldn't be four men as tough as that. Okay, okay, but don't say I didn't tell you. Hey, look. There they go again. See that car right across the street? That's the one. You're crazy, White. I've seen those fellas lots of times lately. Yeah, yeah, so have I. About a dozen times a day, doing the same thing they're doing right now. Oh, well, nothing ever happens around here. You better get cleared out, though, before Pop starts closing up. Hey, is that late? Oh, I've got to get home, my old lady. Don't I never get him out of here. Oh, Mr. Moody, did you hear what he said? Yeah, I have the office door open a little. What does the man look like? Just like he said, tough and mean. Now, look, you stay as busy as you can. When they come in, don't get excited and start anything. If they get tough, well, we'll take care of them. I'm not excited. I'm, I'm just a little nervous. You know... Waiting and all? Yeah, we know. Moody and I will be in Fry's office here. We have the door open a little. You be ready. Don't try to do anything. Oh, I won't try anything, Mr. Stanton. That's right. Somebody's coming. Oh, that's the one of the drivers. We'll duck out of sight. Get rid of him. Oh, hello, Brighton. Hi there. Hey, you can't sit around in the office. It's no. against the rules, you know. So uh, what? What are you going to do about it? Why, why, nothing, I guess. Only, only what? Listen, you. I've already sketched out. I'm waiting for my buddy, see? And I'll sit in here for order. Rules are made for guys like you. Now, fire down. For then, sleepers. Oh, you can't go to sleep. No, who says I can't? Mr. Price, I... I mean, you can't sleep here now. Listen, monkey. I'm going to sit right here, and I'm going to take a nap. And if you interrupt me again, I'm going to let you have one right on that funny kick of yours. You get me? Yes, sir. All right. Only I wish you wouldn't right now. Uh, Come here. You watch that side over there by the counter. 
We're going to clean out this joint and not them at all. Not those guns. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on.
They had not gone to jail to accept punishment for their misdeeds, but because they had not choice. Their one aim in life was to get out of prison as soon as they could, so that they could commit more depredations on society. Subsequent actions by the surviving member of this gang proved conclusively that he was a criminal of the most ruthless and desperate tendencies. He received a sentence of 10 years in San Quentin prison. Once again, it is demonstrated that crime does not pay. Police calling all cars, attention all cars, a cancellation broadcast 180 regarding a holdup. The fact in this case is now in custody. That's all. Hold and quit. Next week at this time, the intriguing story of John Doe, number 71. This is your narrator, Frederick Wednesday, bidding you good night. For Rio Grande, 